Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. What's the difference between a social media influencer and a bench? I have no idea. What is it? A bench can support a family. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of social media influencers who make a crap load of money. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tim. Not this, not this guy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, George. What's the golden rule of social media? What is the golden rule of social media? Tweet others the way you want to be tweeted. Uh, okay. And, and, and th- th- this one's a sci-fi one. Normally, the third one is the one that, that throws us over the edge, but I think this one's pretty good. Well, we're going to be okay with this one, huh? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. What, what is it? If Thanos used social media, what platform would he use? I have no idea. Snapchat. <laughs> that that one's actually pretty good. If those of you in the Marvel universe, that's funny. Yeah, you know what? That's pretty good. I, I'm gonna have to give you that one. I had to yeah, think about that for a second, but the minute I got it, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." Yeah, my third ones usually suck, and we're glad they're over. But that one, that one didn't suck too bad. Very good. I like those Thank three. You. Yeah, those are good. Thank man. You. You, Thank you, you did you did some research on them. They they kind of align with our show um, this time around. So they good. do. They do. And, you know, um, I'm really so excited I, about this show. Yeah, me too. Me too. Our show today is on social media. Yeah. And so um, for the entire show today, I'm not going to be paying attention and I'll be on uh, Instagram. I'm sorry. I was just on my only fans page <laughs> creating content. So <laughs> we, we have to put a disclosure out really quickly that your hatred for TikTok transcends most people's hatred for tiktok i just want to throw it out there because this is not going to be a bias uh uh, this is going to be a bias show it's not going to be absolutely it is a a burning cauldron of dislike for tiktok (laughs) but we'll get to that later right exactly so so here's where it's fun that we're in in people like "Ah, social media this is quite possibly the most exciting time in social media because this truly is a complete reinvention of what we know and here's why i think it's really exciting and and probably more influential than when these things first came out because when social media first came out facebook twitter uh snapchat Instagram, they were new. So we didn't have anything to base it off of. Yeah, we had no data. We We had no data. We had no data and we didn't have any experience with it. Right. So it's like, oh, well, what does this do? Oh, you could see pictures and videos and blah, blah, blah. And and with Twitter, you know, it seemed like a dumb idea at first and then it came really influential. Right. But so we've hit that maturation point where, yes, 
we kind of know what it is and everyone's really bored with it. They're just bored with except for politicians. Well, except but even then you just you, your feeds are so cluttered with crap you don't really get to what you want, right. you know? Right. So, think about what's happening and and this week we're we're doing this show on November 10th. Right. Yep. All right. So, within the last month, let's say, Twitter's been purchased by close and personal friend of the show. Yep, 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 absolutely. Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yep. Right? And the first thing he did, he basically said that the environment and the atmosphere of Twitter is too mamby-pamby. Everybody's going to actually go back to work. And, and just hearing some of the stuff in the culture, it was like, wow. And they fired a whole bunch of people, and then they wound up rehiring some of those people, too. Just want to throw right. it out there. Right. I, the culture was like so Silicon Valley where people had meditation rooms and nap rooms and, you know, it just it was. It Sounds like whatever. a place I'd like to work, to be honest with you. Well, absolutely. If you can get away with it. Right. Well, I mean, you know what? You work hard, play hard. That's that's the culture. Right. But that that's not Elon's culture. That's the culture. That's the. Atypical the Silicon culture. Valley. Yeah. Right. Atypical culture of Silicon Valley. And yeah, exactly. Uh, the Twitter uh, experience, and it's true. Sorry, so you've got these creatives, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, you got these creatives. Where we've got these creatives, and you need your weirdos, and so it's great if you have your weirdos, and we mean that in the best possible sense. Oh yeah, that's for sure. not. We are we're not saying that in a bad way. We consider ourselves kind of on that weirdo scale. Yeah. All right. We're definitely. I'm definitely there. I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 no, I am too. Okay. Um, and and part of that is you kind of think differently and and you do things differently, and so you've got to create an environment where that can thrive. Right. But as we've talked about in the show before, you also need structure around that to protect that, but also to guide it. Right. Because if all you have is weirdos. Then you just kind of wander. <laughs> you don't. You don't have necessarily concrete goals or, or results. It's about oh, isn't this cool? And you've got all this cool stuff. But you don't know how it comes together. Yeah, what you have essentially is Apple 1.0. You have one good product, yes. and you flounder for a little while. And if you're lucky, you either get new direction, which they did, or you wind up getting acquired, bought, or chapters. You know you know, or bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so what's happening at Twitter is Elon Musk has this vision and he's, he's definitely testing people. He's making people sleep at the office and all this craziness. And, and he's gone from one extreme to the other. Right. And I kind of think it's kind of from, a, from a what the problem. reports are, we don't want to right. Yeah. Let's be careful right. there, right? But well, but their Twitter, there, there's pictures on Twitter of Twitter employees sleeping in their office. Yeah, and you know, it's also you know he he walked in on day one with the kitchen sink, you know he he brought. Yeah, what in, was that? What was that supposed to mean? Um, What's that symbolism? Yeah, you, you know, I I really don't know. I didn't get it. I, everything but the kitchen sink. I I have no idea. Um, I know it was a reference to something that was said prior. Um, oh, but but regard regardless, it was ridiculous, you know. Um, in my opinion, I love Elon, but you know we don't always see eye to eye. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Um, I I I will have to say this: my 
Um, and, and, you know, we all have our own vision, our own idea of what somebody is like when you really don't know them, you know, and, right. uh, and, but I, I'd like to think that sometimes I've got a pretty good feel about, I, I'm a pretty good judge of character. I, I, I tend to know where people sit, um, you know, uh, professionally, politically, you know, when you meet them, you, you, you like to kind of sum up, sum a person up. Right. Um, right. And I can tell you that, uh, you know, what I've seen as of late with Elon has kind of kind of shocked me a little, to be honest with you. And, and not in a good way, to be honest with you, in, in kind of a bad way. And if if you're a fan of the show, you know that I'm uh, really... We're a, both fanboys. <laughs> yeah, we like we like Elon. But I, I don't like what's happened with Twitter. I don't like... Um, I, I personally, I think he overpaid for Twitter. And I think he knows he overpaid for Twitter um, because... Yeah, he got called out a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, right, for sure. And, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's a... You know, I want to see him succeed. I want to see Twitter succeed. And I want to see the people and the employees uh, succeed. But I just... I, I don't see... I don't see how that's going to be um, the case, at least for the next calendar year let's put it that way well and, and here's what i thought it, tim i'm i'm right with you with that the only thing that has me somewhat optimistic and i was not a huge twitter user before i, I get on it once in a while sure. not a huge twitter user sure um the only thing that that gives me hope in this is that he is such a visionary and yeah. he is and he's awesome at executing yeah and so the thought is he does have this long-term plan and it will get executed and there will be bumps along the way. And especially the culture it came from. Yeah. Because there, and this is, this is so bizarre that, you know, his, his whole intent purpose of buying Twitter was to make this the public square where there was free speech not hate speech, but free speech. And that ideas could be, um, could be traded and, and um, debate could be had. Right. And the problem is, is the culture at Twitter and they were not, they were not shy about saying it. Um, they were very left leaning. Yeah. And, and so if you listen to the words that Elon Musk is saying, He's saying he wants to bring it in the middle. Right. And, and it's just crazy because he wants to bring it into the middle. All these people are saying he's far right wing. And if you've ever listened to anything he said, he's not. Yeah. And, you know, he's far to, from it. To, to clarify, we're, we're not only going to be talking about Twitter tonight. It's just top of no, mind. No, no, no. Because it's of what's happening with the elections right now. And the fact that he just, you know, get, seized control of the company, you know, gained control of the company within the last two weeks. So it's top of mind. But our, our focus is really social media, its impact on the human condition and you know the human condition includes elections, and we just happen to be smack dab in election, middle of an election cycle that still hasn't been decided two days after an election. So yeah, and and, and the the other fun thing about uh, this, so U- U.S. elections, declare yes, 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 uh, and and he, so here's the fun part of this. Twitter was the first domino to fall. Okay, and. And I kind of saw this coming. I was talking to my wife about it. So Twitter came in and announced all these layoffs. 
And I said, you know what? That is going to be the impetus for all these other companies to justify layoffs. And just what, yesterday, two days ago, Facebook announced 11,000 layoffs. Yeah, well, that being said, um, you know, it's it's uh it's sad it's uh oh it sucks I've, if you've ever been on that side of it you don't wish that on anybody right and and for people who work at, at companies that have had layoffs you know there's there's two sides of that that coin the first side is if you get let go you know you lose your income it's it's stressful the other side of that coin is you're still working for a company who just released 11,000 people in yeah. this in this example the people who are left employed, they're all like, whew, I still got a job, but very quickly that euphoria wears off. And yeah, especially when you, you might have to pick up a lot of that extra work. And the reality kicks in and it's uh it's like, oh, you know, we we've we've got a lot of work to do and we've got uh a, a, you know, a twentieth of our staff got uh, you know, half of our staff, thirty percent of our staff got let go. I mean, whatever whatever the number was, uh, you know, over there. And or whatever situation, yeah, it could be bad, and so um, that it's it's not good for either side. No, it's not. But here's here's the exciting thing for the user of social media. Okay, looking at Facebook, we're talking about Facebook real quick. Um, they went all in on Meta. They changed their name to Meta, mm-hmm. going all in on the metaverse. Yep. I, I think they were real real premature on that. Yeah, okay. I, I think uh, Zuckerberg's, you know, a future, you know, future-looking individual like Elon is. He sees, but there's there's another part to that too, and that's, you know, I mean, honestly, there's got to be something in the back of his head that says, "Do I want to continue to fight with Congress? Do I want to continue to stand up in front of these guys and tell them the same old thing over and over again? You know, because." At the end of the day, that gets old, and so yeah. what you may want to do, you know, I, I'm just speculating, but what you may want to do is you may want to change, you know, the the type of company you have. You know, you got enough money, you can reinvent the company and say, you know, yeah, we're, we're a social media company for sure. We're, we're, we run Facebook, but we're not called Facebook anymore. We're, we're called, you know, we're, we're called, you know, whatever we want to call ourselves, in this case, Meta, and mm-hmm. now you know, we're going to build products like Oculus and we're going to build, you know, um, virtual worlds and we're going to do the ready player one thing. And, you know, that we're going to make a new future. It's kind of like, and I think you and I talked about this before, you know, no one knew they needed an iPad until Steve Jobs told them they needed an iPad. That's true. Yeah. And so I, I think this is the vision here, at least with, you know, Meta, they're trying to invent a new platform, a new you know, metaverse, and they want to, it's in their name now, right? And that was their narrative. Um, Twitter, Twitter's a little bit farther behind in that, right? They're, they're a social media platform. They're used for a couple different things. Um, you know, they have some, they're not as vast. You know, with Facebook, you got an entire page, and you can yeah. do things on that page and, and, and convey information, thought. You can convey a narrative on that page. With Twitter, you're just, you know, like, uh, had dinner tonight and it was awesome, you know, hashtag, you know, uh, Houston burgers, whatever, you yeah. know, and Brussels sprouts, uh, Brussels sprouts, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, French bulldogs rock, whatever it is. <laughs> and, um, uh, and 
you know, it's it's but it's interesting because um they're so diametrically different, um, the platforms, yes. yet they're still both social media. And they're both right now at a serious inflection point where their old platforms have kind of run their course, right? Because it was just the same stuff over and over again. Right. And people were leaving them. And so that, that's why this is so exciting. And, and, and the reason I'm excited about it is I'm excited to see what Elon does with Twitter. I'm excited to see where Zuckerberg takes Facebook. Um, something like Instagram is still out there. Hasn't really changed much. Yeah. So it's due for some kind of facelift. Right. And I think um, like Twitter was talking about, was it Twitter that had vines? I don't know. Yeah. One of them had vine. One of them had this, basically they had TikTok before TikTok and it was too early. Um, and they're, they're looking at bringing this back. Um, but you've got. Yeah. But it, there's a, there, I want to, I wanted this. you were on a great talk path and I just wanted to also, there, there's something else though, that, um, is a flip-flop of what you're saying. And it surprises me, the flip-flop. But, because we're talking about how these two companies have kind of ended, their, their platforms are kind of, you know, it's over as far as what they've offered. It's time for something new, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they need to get new subscribers. The flip side of that is um, YouTube, which has always been a video yeah. sharing platform uh, now owned by Google, um, but has very quickly become the social media platform of choice for kids. Uh, I believe thirteen to seventeen. They've mm. seen they've seen something like, you know, a forty to fifty percent jump in the last two years of users year over year moving away from Facebook, moving away from Twitter, and moving towards um, moving towards YouTube. And they've got a streaming service. And they've got a streaming service. So I just, it, it's a company that we didn't usually consider it to be a social media platform. We consider it to be a video platform. YouTube now has definitely um, turned into a much more of a social media platform. But what I see on YouTube is something very different than what, Twitter has Twitter is on the opposite end of the spectrum and and very much different from what um uh what Meta has and that's YouTube seems to have rich content when I'm talking about yeah. you know um uh individual um generated content I mean if you're I'm going to pick something random in my sphere of watching things high end audio for example if you go out there and you look at, or, or whatever, or just audio period, if you go out there, there is some great production work being done. Um, just like, you know, um, great explanation, great video, great quality scripting. We're talking about production value oh, videos. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Robinson um, uh, audio, he, he, he does reviews online and they are great in-depth reviews. 
Um, there's, uh, you know, a couple other people out there. Um, you know, John Darko, and he's been doing it for a long time. These are guys that came from, admittedly, these are guys that came from other uh, media sources uh, and other areas and have used YouTube as their new were. I'm using the quote, you know, the quote. The, the air quotes, uh, newer media platforms to get across what they did, you know, um, th- some of these guys right for, for CNET, you know, and they've made that move, but the content, my point is the content is richer. Um, and it, it's just, yeah. not, it's just not audio. It's, it's, it's everything across the board. If you want to do, well, it splits, it split screens and, and, yeah. uh, and, and yeah, and it gaming it's stuff that a couple you know, years ago would have been, just the venue of professionals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now it's the domain of anybody. And so it doesn't surprise me um, that it's that shift is occurring, but it is occurring. And I, th- I think that's interesting. So those are, it, in my opinion, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, I think right now, in my opinion, of the top three, um, you know, knowing yeah, that you got to throw TikTok in there, too. knowing yeah. that Instagram is, you know, part of the family. Right. I mean, it's, right. It's, it's it's there. And, and uh, you know, we know that YouTube has an Instagram like platform. Uh, Instagram itself is, is you know, um, sharing videos and, and doing stuff. And there 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 is I mean, any everywhere across the platform from. From you know, girls dancing, right, whatever, and doing their little routines to to French bulldogs to to you know, um, yeah. dad, you know, just bad dad jokes. They're all over the place, right? But again, the production value is is kind of creeping too into the Instagram world, uh, and in I I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, um, for what it's worth. So yeah, and, and I think. I, I think a you lot of this TikTok it, and I ignored you. Yeah, I, I it just because it is so addictingly popular, and I do not have a TikTok account. Um, I'm going to put a caveat out there: I'm not planning on getting a TikTok account unless we use it to promote the show. So, may I've, have to I've, dance with the devil if we need to. I prefer Instagram over TikTok. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, mean, I do. It doesn't mean that the data will get. You know, I mean, I, I don't know um we yeah real we, quick for those of us uh, why do i despise tiktok again uh here we go. created yeah created by the chinese government pretty well known as just a data gathering platform um in the u.s supposedly a different subsidiary but then when the software engineers try to get data they are locked out of their data and have to go to china to get u.s data so so much for the separation so um, yeah, and I agree. I agree. No, I'm, not a big I'm not. I'm not a big dictator fan. I don't like. I don't like that platform. Yeah. So anyway, but so here's here's what I was thinking. For you creative entrepreneurial types out there, this is the absolute ideal time to create a social media platform mm. because all these things are tired, and, and this is this is where it gets interesting. Twitter's getting reinvented. Facebook's being reinvented. YouTube is getting reinvented. TikTok's out there, but at some point, people are going to get tired of that. Um, We have experience with social media, which we didn't have before. So for the creative types, 
and you're going to need some technology behind you. But I think people are really hungry for something new. I think that the um, lockdown during the pandemic yep. oversaturated and people were just so needed something to do. And they spent a lot of time on social media. And at some point they're like, is this all there is? Right. And so I, th- I think this is a great opportunity for several new one, new social media types to come around. And honestly, you could cobble things together. You can cobble uh, like TikTok style, TikTok style uh, videos with Twitter feeds and um, maybe something like YouTube or, or uh Maybe even something like Zoom. Who knows? There's so many. There's so many Legos out there, and you could take these Legos to build something different. Using the same Legos, you could use them to build something different. I think it'd be kind of fun for someone to do that, and, and hopefully, we will see that creativity come to market. Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny. Um, there has been there's been some talk. There's been some talk out there. Macedon, right? They're, they're, that platform is definitely starting to really. Uh, steal Twitter users uh, away, and um, a lot of people are going to that platform. It's a, uh, um, you know, it's, it seems to be the platform of choice when people are like, you know what, I'm done with the Twitter thing, I'm done with the Elon thing. You know, it's it's decentralized. It's an alternative to Twitter. Um, it's open sourced. Uh, it's a federated social network. Um, you know, you got different servers and different uh, areas of interest. Um, so that, that's something to check out if you're looking for something, you know, alternative to Twitter. Yeah. And there's, so you know, the technology is improving every day and, and, and new stuff is happening. And so the other, one of the in, other interesting things about social media, um, is, is I had heard this report about the, um, the current, what is it? I don't know if they call them Gen Z, whatever, but younger people. Like people out of college, like let's say under 30, mm-hmm. um, they are reporting themselves as being of all the generations, the loneliest generation, yet they have access to more communication, but they're still lonely. And I think what what's being seen, and, and I, this is not something that's, you know, new, um, the connections made online are more superficial and right, more, I, I think, more superficial and more segmented. Yes. You're starting yes. to see, Hey, I'm, so I'm going to use this example because we're in the middle of an election. Hey, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to go to this site and I'm going to um, be with my peeps. Hey, I'm a Republican. I'm going to go to that site and be with my peeps. Now there's nothing wrong with that, except you don't, literally get to hear the other side of it you're you know and that that's there's a there's a plus and there's a minus to that and and i'm not just talking about elections i'm just talking about uh other interests as well right i mean absolutely I mean, we're, we're, we're we're using um we're using uh politics here because it's uh, everyone knows it best at least in the united states it's a polarizing conversation but you know i mean how am i going to understand what the opposition has to offer or are they better at something than my party is first where's the weaknesses in my party if i don't listen to the other side and i don't hear the debate um part of what makes 
this country great, and it is great. It doesn't need to be great again. It is great is, uh, you know, um, you have debate in this country, and that's why. Well, and that's the thing. You, um, <clears throat> I think one of the things that, that we, a lot of people have been taught through social media mm-hmm. is if someone doesn't agree with you, it's okay to throw yourself on the floor and kick your feet and scream mm-hmm. because that's easier than actually debating and having, you know, cogent points about your argument and having an argument. Arguments aren't bad. Right. They're not. What what happens today is anytime someone gets an argument, all of a sudden they, they want to start throwing fists. That's ridiculous. Right. And that's, that's the danger of, um, siloed social media what i call siloed social media is uh you know you're now you're living on mars versus earth and so you're only going to speak martian for an x amount of time versus you know speaking a language of earth so when you know you have to cross pollinate you're not going to understand each other and it, it really is going to turn into micro societies on the internet and that's not what the intention of building the internet was for the intention was uh, melting pot to mix and match ideas to um, you know cultivate innovation those types of things and uh, what what's unfortunately happening is just the the opposite of that yeah and it, it, it part of that is is getting ourselves back into that yeah getting ourselves into feeling comfortable with an open dialogue and feeling comfortable with not labeling people right because right now people want to label you know i've had i've had friends and neighbors say stuff like i i can't even talk to anyone that voted for this person right like what right what the hell are you talking about right because you know what? what when they when they get into congress they're gonna have to work with the other people but but just but yeah, I understand Just what you're because saying. Somebody, right. But you're you're gonna you're gonna cut someone out of your life because they voted for somebody. Right, right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. I, I, seriously. When have you ever agreed with somebody on everything? I've never done that. I've never agreed with someone on everything. So stop it. Yeah. I, I have a theory, and I have a theory that a lot of this was always here um oh it was yeah yeah but now they have <laughs> a microphone to speak into now they have yeah, and dumb platform. people do right dumb, they're really there's some really dumb <laughs> that are the first ones to jump up and down and they claim outrage and it's like the person that could be outraged the most thinks that they're like above everyone else yeah and well the, you know and the, and the point in that is it's bleeding into social media and that's a problem it is and so i think when people read tweets or whatever you know it, it seems like everyone really gets off on the burn right, right. oh the, you know the, sometimes you just have to see what somebody reads or someone says and say you're a moron you are just stupid. Your point holds no value. And 
Yeah. And it's okay to say that. Yeah. Now you can't say that to everybody. If someone truly does have a good point and they don't agree with you, it doesn't make them a moron. It just means that they've got a different, but there's a lot of ignorance being thrown out out there. Yeah. And, and for God's sake, who cares who they voted for? Yeah. There's you're, you're still a neighbor. You're, you know what I mean? Right. Come on. At the end of the day, you need to, you know, crack open a beer and, you know, coexist. And, uh, hey, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it, it, it goes back to the social media, um, silos that are, are kind of, you know, um, I, I don't even think it's a conscious situation that's occurring. I mean, or at least initially it wasn't conscious. It was, well, it's not. And that's the problem with social media in general, right? Right. They know they've got AI in there to trigger this animalistic response. Right. So when you really go, freaking good at it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a, you know, a vegetarian, <laughs> I'm not picking on vegetarians and you don't want to listen to, you know, and, and you, you tend to like or dislike uh, things that only have to do with vegetarian isms. Um, then it blocks out the Republican and Democrat stuff, Democratic stuffs. Uh, you know, all of the, all of the um, banter and rhetoric that comes from those other two parties, um, the third party being vegetarians, um, you know, uh, gets kind of washed away by AI, and it just doesn't show it to you anymore. Yeah. And th- that's that's what I'm talking about is the AI on the back end. You know, it's 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 kind of like you know. Uh, uh, Skynet a little, right? It's yeah, it's like putting you into a a silo, and you're not able to get out of that silo until and and it's a perfect example. Like you can do it in a very um uh a, a very innocent way too. You could be siloed in a very innocent way. For example, I did it. I did an, uh, a test where um I just only liked French bulldog videos just to see what would happen. And I stayed watching French Bulldog videos for a little longer too. I didn't even like them. I just watched (laughs) them for a longer duration, right? And I'd watch everything else in a much shorter duration, or I would skip by it completely. And as I found over time, 40%, 50% of the videos that would come my way would be French Bulldog videos baby French bulldog videos <laughs> and the advertising would come from like Frenchie.com and all these other websites that were really targeted towards, you know, uh, if not French bulldogs, you know, um, pet websites, you know, period. And so it was just an experiment. And I, cause I did, I didn't want to be overloaded with, with other garbage. And, you know, if I got to look at something, you yeah, know, if you, if you, with Frenchie, you, you don't know what you're going to get, honestly. Right, well, <laughs> but that's why you make sure it's French bulldog puppies. So, I mean, and it was, and it was, and it took a little time for me to get it, to knock it off, you know, like to, to go back to normal and, you know, Hey, I want to watch, you know, scuba diving, or I want to watch, you know, um, you know, some guy setting up a new pair of speakers or whatever my interests are, cars, automobiles, it doesn't matter. But the flush that, that AI out literally took two months. And that's what I mean. So all you, you nerdy creative types create something that doesn't do that. And I know it's a terrible business model because 
all this addictive behavior is very sticky and stickiness is exactly what these guys want. But um, that's a part that's really harmful. Yeah. And you know what? People who are listening to the show get it. They understand. They've, they've been out there. They understand what we're talking about. But, you know, um, pointing it out. And putting a name to it, that's a different, that's a different situation. And, yeah. you know, that's essentially what we're doing here is, you know, I mean, come on, at the end of the day, um, we need to, if we're going to have a social media platform, it needs to have a little bit more, uh, you know, even keel when it comes to delivering content to users. And also, it would be nice if it would be somewhat beneficial, right? And, and as we talked about TikTok um, in China, for kids under a certain age, they limit the daily consumption to 40 minutes. And the content that they show, their young people are all achievement-based. It's like... Um, look at all these science awards look at the space program look at uh the technology that's out there they're they're promoting stem type things on now think about that think if if tiktok in the u.s if they knew the viewer was under 23 would bombard them with stem type things science you know technology um all that stuff for the people that are good at math, hit them with that. Think of the difference of the impact, you know? And, and one of the, the telling things was it was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up basically? And in the U S I think the number one, um, the number one occupation that young kids want to be is a social influencer. And in China, they want to be astronauts. Yeah, and you know, I mean, not that not that I want to live in China, but uh, you know, it's it's no, uh, right, right. But you know, it, it, there's there's a story to be told there, and that's uh, you know, thankfully, um, you know, there are ways to curtail that data going to children, and 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 really, at the end of the day, you know, is that what we're talking about? I mean, monetizing. Uh, the platforms monetizing and the platforms, you know, trying to make all this money, they're, they're, they're doing a disservice versus a service at the end of the day, it's left in the parents' hands, you know, and, they, and, and it is, and it, that's, it, it, that's a hard, if they know enough to look for it, correct. you know, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, I, it, it I think for people who have um, well-balanced parents who are you know maybe one of them is in technology and the other one uh is in something different you know um healthcare medical whatever and you know you have but you have two parents that are well balanced and you know a lot about what's going on that's probably the best chance for a kid in in the united states these days which is sad to say but you oh, know yeah i mean think about it you know if you can if you can curtail the intake of um Really, what amounts to is, you know, a, a fire hose of information, and none of it really good. Um, no. And and you can, 
you know, push the educational stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, I, I wasn't going to bring up on the show, but I, I was kind of playing with it. Um, there's this, you know, everyone on the show who's listened to it, they know I'm kind of a techie guy. Um, no. You know, it, it's happened uh, once or twice. There's this open source platform called uh, Piehole. Uh, like shut your pie hole. <laughs> um, but pie hole is actually... Yeah, there's a website like that too, but it has nothing to do with technology. Right. Well, I the irony being irony is that this platform pie hole is actually um, an open source, meaning free. Um, the license is pretty open as well. Free piece of software where you can um, set up a, a, a server in your house and it's a content um, server where it strips ads out. So you're you're basically removing ads from the internet. You point your computers at the, at home to the server. The server goes out to the internet, and it strips all the ads out of all the websites that you go to, and you get basically an adless internet. Hmm. So of course I took it a step farther and was like, well, I of course you to, did. Of course I did because I'm crazy. Um, I wanted to, you know, um, not only strip ads out of it. But also have it be a, um, you know, a, a, I want it to block known malware sites, known porn sites, known known adult, you know, type of things. Um, and I got a very different view of the internet when I go to websites. Really? Like, yeah, when I go to websites like Fox or CNN or Disney or you know, because these are just websites that I'm testing, it mm-hmm. completely strips out all the the ad space, and what you get is a much quieter, much more interesting view of the internet. Because you can focus on the content and not be distracted by all the ads that are going on all over the place. Yeah. That's something I think a lot of website websites, uh, a lot of media outlets, you know, they struggle with, you know. How much... Yeah, because they got to get that ad revenue, right? They got to get that ad revenue. And this plays right into the conversation we're having about social media, you know. I mean... You know, how much, you know, as you're going through TikTok, as you're going through Instagram, you're hitting ads, too. And it distracts from the content, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's it's interesting. Everyone's got to be able to make some money, but there has there has to be, you have to strike a balance. But I just, I guess I became a little blind, I guess is the word, or used to um or, or numb numb to the you know you never know that you're boiling if it's a slow yeah if, if it's one degree pot, at a time one, right if it's one degree at a time you, you're never going to catch the fact that you're at boiling point um but if you jump into a boiling pot that that's going to hurt um yeah i didn't realize i was in the boiling pot and when i i think most people haven't and and but they right. know something's wrong and that's and so when because I knew this show was coming up and I'm like, well, how bad is it? And me and another friend, you know, Lorenz, he'll be on the show sometime. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, we kind of was like, let's let's just play with this and let's see how much we can turn down the um, the the ads and the narrative, the secondary narratives out there, uh, not only with social media but with websites and. Man, when we turn those filters on, you can go to one website. Um, I don't want to pick on CNN, but you can go to one website, and literally the minute you load that website, it can have ten to fifteen 
uh, instances of blocking additional outside content. That's one website, one hit. Wow. So quite literally, I'll be browsing on the internet for an hour, and I will have blocked 34, 3,800 ads that were there in the background or, you know, instances of things that would spawn ads or it's something to do with ads, whether it be a picture, whether it be a JavaScript that's running in the background, whether it be something, 34 to 3,800 instances of, you know, additional muck, you know, filtered and not hitting me. And now I'm watching, you know, I'm going to a website, I'm getting mm-hmm. a recipe, I'm doing the things that I normally do, but I, but it's weird. It's like walking down, um, it's like literally the best analogy I can give you. It's like walking in the Times Square with all the billboards turned off. Which, but in a good way. In a good way. It's nice, it's quiet, it's snowy, it's like 1949, 1950. <laughs> wow. No, it... it... And I think that's a, the overload is is just overwhelming people and uh, people want more from social media mm-hmm. and they that cleaning up. I I think that less clutter, the the less bombardment, because all these things seem to be calling you to action. Right. You know either either through an ad or the targeted stuff that's thrown at you. It's either meant to get you to buy something or to be angry or to comment or to engage. It's freaking exhausting. It is. It's very exhausting. Because it's all about action. Geez, I don't necessarily want action. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I just want to be entertained or I just want to see what my friends are up to or whatever. I don't want to have to battle through all this stuff. That's just an energy vampire to get to the content I want. Right. Right. For sure. And, and well, hopefully with these shakeups, something new will come out and, yeah. and better. I wouldn't say the flip side of it, but the, The other part of that conversation is you want the competition. You know, you don't want to not have competition because competition breeds innovation. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. And so you, you want to be able to compete, but you know, what's been pointed out to me, um, there was a, there was a race uh, in the East. I'm not going to mention names, but um, one party lost to another party, and there was a concession. Um, somebody had, you know, congratulated the other a party for their win, um, and uh, there was a public, you know, um, concession, and there was a private concession, and that's the way politics used to run here. You know, parallel would be Apple and Microsoft fight it out. We would have, yeah. you know, we would have... You know, Chevy and Ford fight it out, you know, and whatever yeah. it was, you know, it wasn't perfect. It, I'm not trying to romanticize it, but, you know, guys, let's make no, let's make no, uh, corner of body here. If, if there wasn't, you know, the Soviets putting Sputnik into orbit, there would be no U.S. space program. 
Uh, Absolutely. Or, or and, there, and it's good to have competition. Right. right. Or, or there would be a U.S.-based program, but it may not be as far along. So, yeah, your point's taken. And and I think it, it, we, as as citizens, we have to strike a balance. You have yeah. to strike a balance. Um, and the balance has to be, um, okay, great, my party won. How are we going to work with the guys that didn't win? We obviously need to, um, you know, push our initiatives forward, but we can't leave the other guys. We can't kick them while they're down. Um, yeah, right. Because the you can't want to you can't want to succeed by having everyone else fail. Right. That's right. lazy. That's really lazy, and that's and that's not what is good for honestly the world. So anytime you see anything you have, you know, I think it's just really given everyone a sense of suspicion and, and just lack of trust in what they're seeing. It's like, okay, what's the spin? Who's going to benefit from it? You know? And um, I don't know, in terms of social media, I think sometimes you just need to take a step back take a deep breath, get out of it what you want, and get off. Right. Because it's so easy to just piss away just hours. You know, take a look at your phone usage. I know on an iPhone, if, if you scroll, it'll tell you what your phone usage was and what you spent time on. If you don't do that, do it. It's very sobering. It's very sobering. Because at the end of the day, you look at it, and go, holy shit! I can't believe I spent that much time on this. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I and, absolutely agree. And I look at that pretty, pretty frequently. Um, you know, the streaming stuff. Okay, that's fine. If it's just streaming music or something in the background or new stations, whatever. That that's one thing. But if you take a look at how much time you're spending on these social media apps, I think it'll freak you out. And then, yeah set a goal to decrease it seriously how much time do you really need to spend on this stuff um and use that as a gauge to change your behavior to what you want it to be go out and talk to real people you yeah, know yeah you know and and there are uh no and and there are there are, i think there are still uh you know people leadership in, in companies around the world that you know um kind of buck the trend you know um and I don't think they're far and few between, but I mean, I'll, you know, um, you know, I can call one of them out right now. I mean, Branson with uh, Virgin. I mean, I think the guy is, uh, you know, stand up. He's totally stand up. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's an old school hippie. I mean, absolutely. like a good hippie. Yeah. Good. One of the, yeah. Richard Branson's awesome, you know, and you know, he, he's, you know, he's, uh, um, it, it's been, it's been reported, widely reported that, you know, he's, he's friends with Elon too. And they, they probably share yeah. different or opposing, you know, views on some things, but I mean, you know, when, when you look at how Branson runs his company and, and, and his family is deeply involved with the company, you know, um, everything that I see from the guy and I mean, everything that I've heard from people who've worked in the, within the organization, you know, nothing's perfect nothing's perfect no 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 but it seems like he's his intentions are correct yeah i mean he 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 doesn't uh 
you know, there, there's uh, uh, the, the rhetoric is kept to a minimum and uh, it, it seems to always be positive um, in, in the company's best interest. You know, there, so stuff like that, you know, I mean, I, I, I do believe that there are people out there that, uh, you know, um, have a positive uh, momentum. Um, and, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, as of, as of late, um, there, there's some people who've gone a little negative too, but you know, maybe, maybe, um, you know, we all can't be perfect. Yeah. And we don't know what the end game is. We don't know what the end game is and we don't know the pressures that are, that everyone's under, but you know what, at the end of the day, you know, you got, you gotta, you gotta work with everybody. You, you yeah. really do. You gotta figure that out. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess we're kind of wrapping up here. I guess so. I mean, you know, um, I mean, the recap, you know, uh, social media, right? I mean, this is something that's got to uh, either through um, self-correction within leadership of the organizations um, and or uh, a worse situation, legislation brought down through, you know, government means they're, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to clean a lot of this stuff up and and I, I, I would be for it because I don't like what I'm seeing on social media. I fear for a time when I have kids, um, you know, they're going to look at social media and, you know, I'll have to, you know, really curtail what they're looking at because yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there that just isn't good. I mean, as a dad, how, how have you dealt with it? Well, you know, um, my kids are a little older. Right. Um, when they were coming up, it was pretty new. Right. Um, so the, you know, right now, each of them, you know, my kids are two and a half years apart. So I got three of them each two and a half years apart. And each one of them kind of grew up using a different tool. Right. So one was Twitter, one was Instagram and one was Snapchat. Right. Sure. sure. Um, and it's weird because it's only two and a half years apart, but generationally that's, that's what happened. Um, it wasn't quite as hate filled before, but now it is. Yeah. Um, I've always tried to stay engaged with them. I, I've talked to them about stuff that they thought was boring at the time, like politics, what foreign policy means, um, how different countries um, impact each other. And, and honestly, just how, humans interact you know so uh by by trying you know that it's going to seep in there yeah. you're not going to stop it you're just not going to stop it try to keep we we always tried to keep the phones out of the kids hands as long as we could right you know right. but then sports come in and all that shit um <laughs> but but honestly you know if i were to do it today uh and the kids would hate you for it you might want to look at getting them a flip phone at first. Yeah. Something that just isn't uh yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like you have to consider that. And, you know, there might be some people who roll their eyes at it, but I mean, you know, guys, sometimes um, the best, the best thing, the best way to really appreciate the technology and embrace it is not to use it for a while. Yeah. And to also look at it for what it is. Yep. There are, there is a, documented uh addiction to cell phones right? right and if you don't think so try this experiment with your kids take their cell phones away for a week and see what the reaction is and better yet do that experiment with yourself 
turn your cell phone off for a week and give it to somebody so that you can't get to it. What you're going to probably see is behavior that's similar to that of a junkie. Probably. Because, because it hits the exact same spot as drugs like heroin do in your brain. And that's what the AI does. The AI knows that and it feeds you that that hit of of, of dopamine, right? They, they want that dopamine response. And then when you don't have it, you miss it. So if something is that freaking addictive, would you leave heroin needles around for your kids? Right, right. I, I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, no, not me. I'm good with that. Yeah, so I, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, like I said, my kids were growing up when it was starting. It wasn't nearly as much of a challenge as it is today. Um, but again, if, if you want to see how big an issue it is, and if you're a parent, think, oh, their electronics is part of everyday life. They got to do it. Da, 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 da. Take it away from them for a week and see the reaction. Right. Right. And, yeah. and if it's a bigger reaction than you think, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, what was really funny was, um, and you're right, we are wrapping the show up. But one of the things that I just wanted to mention was um, when I first saw the iPhone come out, meaning I had a BlackBerry, uh, mm-hmm. 2005, 2006. But when I first saw the iPhone come out and, and one of my friends got it, uh, I had I had the BlackBerry and, and I, I saw the apps. I saw what was going on there. You know, of course, it's not like I'm, you know, all seeing, all knowing, right? It's like you can never foresee what the future had, you know, in store for us. But you can conceptualize what could be done on a platform like that. You're like, wow, this is a whole screen. This is media interactive. I can do, even back then, I can hit the internet at a much more, uh, I can can ingest more data much faster, you know? Um, Yeah. And, and for me, it was a business angle. You know, I had no concept of, you know, putting a, a social media. Uh, no, that wasn't platform. even thought. I right. mean, honestly, texting was a big deal. Texting right? was a big deal. Yeah, but, but it's, it's funny. Um, you know, an extreme, I guess an extreme view of this could be considered weaponizing of technology. Oh sure, yeah, and and I know that a lot of people don't like using that term, but um, I mean, you're right. There are some people who are absolutely addicted to it. They will not put the phone down. You know, I I jokingly have said in the past, you know, I love going. I used to love going on cruises because you know before the advent of you know um, actually having internet access on cruise lines and Starlink and all that other stuff. Thanks, you know, thanks Elon. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, the internet wouldn't get there. It'd be like a black hole for yeah. for communications. And that is what you do. You'd put it down and you would go back to, hey, you know what? This is kind of cool. We're going down to the pool. We're going to enjoy ourselves. You didn't have your phone with you. You left it in, in, the, in the cabin. You know, um, you went to the bar. You hung out with your friends. You actually talked. You know, all those things were... Um, you know, all those things on a cruise ship kind of gave you an excuse to be free in a different way, free of the shackles of technology. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what's, I really what's, in, that. what's interesting is for those of us in technology, um, 
first there were beepers mm-hmm. and there there then there were the nextel phones right mm-hmm. and then then the blackberries and and all that um do you remember the do you remember the term that was used for those um are you talking about the ball and chain very close yeah the the electronic leash the electronic leash yeah because we're tech guys what are we we're on call we're tethered to those things yeah you know, i i was at the, at a time where i worked for an internet service provider we it was the same company you and i worked at and yeah and what would happen two o'clock in the morning i'd get a page or i'd get hit up on on a blackberry something's wrong we need to figure it out and yeah, I mean, uh, it was just a different way of getting a hold of people, and I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two thousand seven is when the first iPhone came out, June twenty ninth, two thousand seven. There we go. So it's been around for fifteen years only. That that makes me feel kind of old. Um, I will say this: if it's in in what is this show about? This show is absolutely about technology's impact on the human condition. We keep saying that yep. it's our mantra, you know. I can't really think, I mean, don't, don't take this the wrong way for sure. There have been medical innovations, you know, uh, polio vaccine, but I have to say, and this goes back to Steve Jobs, right? I, 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 you know, the phone in itself was a huge innovation, but the, the cell phone and a computer in one, meaning the iPhone in 2007, you said, uh, yeah. In 2007, with the iPhone coming out, that right there may be as we, you know, 30, 40 years from now, when we look back at the single most um, largest shift in human behavior due to technology, it might be because of yeah. the iPhone. Yeah, no, I uh, agreed. You know, I think the equivalent is uh, there were automobiles. And air travel before, right? Before the mod, before the Model T, right? But then the Model T, but it in everyone's hands. Absolutely. And yep, it's and, a great analogy. It's a great analogy. Yeah. So, um, hey, like we said before, we think this is the greatest time in the history of ever to be alive. Mm-hmm. Technology has given us a lot of things. It also has a dark side. Um. Take a look at your time. I'm I'm telling you, I think it'll really surprise you. Take a look at your usage and where you're spending your time. And then look at that amount of time and think to yourself, what could I have achieved if I wasn't watching something stupid or someone else living their life? If I was living my life instead of watching someone else live their life, right. what could I have achieved? I think that's a good point. So I think we're done here, George. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Thank this you. Was, this was yeah, thank you. That I, I, I think good. that was a good conversation. I think it was a good conversation. Hopefully others feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. Me too. All right. Me too.